Hello, this is Pastor John. And this is Pastor Tim. And this is the podcast that is often called Every Moment His. That's what <laughs> yeah, we call it, most right? of the time, yeah. yeah. So people yeah. might call it other things, but that's what we call it. So This is yeah. it. You and made it. Welcome. We're back, and um, summer's almost over. Yeah. So, but it's really hot and gross outside right now. Yeah, it's like 100 degrees and 60% yeah. humidity. <laughs> Got to change your shirt a few times. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I so was at a coffee shop this morning and a guy came in and he was just like drenched. He yeah, had like sweaty. Tr- yeah, sweaty <laughs> through his shirt, through his shorts. It was just, yeah. I was like, please don't sit next to me. He's going to come shake your hand. Yeah, right. That would have been okay. But sweaty hug. I just didn't want him to hang out real yeah. near me. So, but yeah. Well, here we are in the air conditioning and uh, what are we doing? Yeah, so we are taking a little bit of a break from our series on sexuality and the scripture, and we're going to spend some time focusing on the gospel of Mark. Yeah, because we're preaching through Mark pretty much the whole summer mm-hmm. and into the fall, I think, too. So Yeah, and so we, we really want to uh, give our listeners some real practical pointers about mm-hmm. what it, what's going on in the gospel of Mark. I think Mark is a very unique gospel. Yeah, and one thing that I found uh, incredibly good to know is, you know, when you're studying the scriptures at all, um, don't try to synthesize Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Right. Um, it's a there's a certain study that's useful there. Yeah, like it, it is good to look at the Gospels all as a whole and say this was the life of Jesus. But I think what you're saying is that when you read Mark, you should read Mark. Yeah, so um, read it like literature yeah. or like a playwright, you know, where the author is making particular decisions about what details to include and mm-hmm. when and why yeah. and a timeline. So he's arranging it so that you can get something specific. So each of the Gospels has a very unique picture of Jesus that w- wants to be shared. Yeah. And so... Mark is no exception, and um, we get a, a unique picture of Jesus uh, in Mark, and if you read it as Mark for Mark as a whole, uh, you'll get the fullness of that picture. Yeah, each of the gospel writers is giving us a particular angle on the one person, Jesus, right? So so really in, in the next, this episode and then the next two, we're going to take a look at first, you know, just sort of the, don't know exactly what word to use, but the surprising, startling, astonishing character of Jesus, just the way that Jesus behaves and speaks in ways that maybe surprise us. Um, I would not be surprised if Jesus would get kicked out of a lot of churches, maybe, uh, possibly. Mm. Hopefully not ours, but um, yeah, but um But, uh, and then we're going to take a look in the next episode at the disciples because the disciples are a little dense. Yeah. They're a little just, um, they don't get it. And I think that's worth noting for a few reasons. And then finally, there are these kind of supporting roles, these minor characters who show up in brief episodes but are really important in helping us understand who Jesus is. And so we hold this forth to you as you're reading, hopefully reading Mark's gospel along with us in these months. I tell you what, few things I think are more transformative for us as Christians than when we take 
something like Mark's Gospel or Paul's letter to the Romans or the book of Exodus and we just walk through it slowly and carefully. Yeah. That's why we preach that way, right? Right on. So, um, do you want to hear a joke real quick? Yeah, I haven't heard one for a while. Ah, it's been a while. So, um, my, my shout out to my, my uh, nephew, Jacob, told me this one. So, why don't seagulls fly over the bay? No clue. Because then they would be bagels. There you go, Jacob. <laughs> that was a good one. That's a good one. All right. So, yeah. So, today we're looking at Jesus in particular, the character of Jesus in the Gospel of Mark. Mm-hmm. And in particular, we're going to note that Jesus is kind of strange in the Gospel of Mark. Yeah, and, and, and we're not saying that disrespectfully. We're saying that, I mean, Jesus is completely normal because he's God in the sense of what is normal. But to us, whether we be the original audience or the readers now, very often the portrayal of Jesus that we receive is like, wow, that was, why did he do that? Why did he say that? And I think that's important to us because sometimes I think we kind of get a sterilized version of Jesus or yeah. sanitized version of, it's kind of like the South Park Jesus. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> we've hippie, mentioned that you know, Jesus kind of Like, hey guys. <laughs> yeah, or, kind of this genteel, you know. Yeah, it's just a nice guy. Yeah. He kind of. Predictable. Yeah, it's not yep. going to really offend anybody. Yeah. He's just, you know. It's not going to rock the boat. Yeah. And we often have this habit, I think, of casting Jesus in a hundred different roles of what we think is important. Yeah. And so Jesus kind of blows that up in Mark's gospel. <laughs> yeah. So he, you know, we'll, we'll get to these things, but he's kind of maybe seen as an angry prophet, an Old Testament Possibly, prophet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we see his gentle side too. But yeah, Mark leaves a lot of things. We don't understand his motivations in mm-hmm. Mark. He just does stuff, and people are just kind of left with their jaws on the floor, like not understanding. What just happened, yeah. And it so kind of moves on. First, let's talk about his authority, because that is a word in Mark's gospel that's used repeatedly, that mm. like people marvel at him when he teaches, because he doesn't quote any other sources except himself. Mm. I mean, yes, the Old Testament, but... He teaches with authority and not like the scribes teach. So the, the yeah. teachers of the day were like, well, Rabbi so-and-so says this, and Rabbi so-and-so says this, and maybe it's this. And Jesus is like, this is, here's truth. Yeah, so they note that about Jesus, his authoritative teaching. Mm-hmm. Another good example of this is Jesus calls um, the disciples to follow him, uh, Peter, yeah. James, John, Andrew. And he just says, hey, drop your nets, guys, and follow me. And they just do. Yeah, they're not like, uh, let me talk to my, my family first. Let me check my calendar. Yeah, and it's not even really in response to miraculous events like in mm-hmm. the other Gospels. No. They're, he's just like, hey, guys, let's go. And they're like, done. Okay. You got it, yeah. Jesus. So he just commands this mm-hmm. action. We also see his power as well. And, you know, when his power is shown through the miracles, people are not like, whoa, that was cool. They're Mm -hmm. like, who is this person? Uh, So fear, they fear a great fear, Yeah. (laughs) right? So for example, when he touches, the the woman touches his garment, she comes, you know, trembling when she's healed. When he stills the storm, Mm -hmm. the disciples are not like, oh great, the storm's gone. Yeah. The storm kind of moves 
on the inside where yeah. they're tumultuous about like, yeah, what, I li- who is well said, thing? I like yeah. that. But they, yeah, they're filled with great fear, um, which is, and, and so fear is actually a characteristic of divi- divine um, movement in the Gospel of Mark. Yeah, when People you encounter God, yeah. God in the flesh, you, you have, you're fearful, yeah. So um, we do see, I think, in Mark's Gospel also just the very human nature of Jesus. Um, yeah. And so Maybe example, more so than the other Gospels. I think so too. Yeah. And, and you get kind of the emotions of, you know, Jesus is angry at the Jewish leadership when he heals the man with the withered hand. Doesn't it mm-hmm. say that he was like angered by their hardness of heart? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, and it, um, I don't know if you've, have you been watching any of the, um, the Chosen series? I haven't started that yet. I, I've, I've had the intention to, but. Yeah. It's not on Netflix, I don't think so. No, uh, you can f- you can download an app and get it for free. Okay, I'll um, do that. But so the chosen app, they're they're kind of showing this the gospels basically, and, yeah. and the beginning of the gospels right now. Uh, and they're doing a great job, and this is one scene that they really nail, because Jesus goes into a synagogue and notes a man who has a withered hand, yeah, and he intentionally heals him to upset people. Uh, because and then he's angry at them because their their hearts are so hard. They don't want this man to be healed because it's the Sabbath, mm-hmm. and he's rightfully angry. So they they really do a good job of showing that tension. Yeah, um, it's interesting to note this because I think that when the average American churchgoer comes to church, we don't really want Jesus to mess with us mm-hmm. or anger us or, you know push or, on our yeah. priorities <laughs> or or maybe even heal someone who you know maybe has a scandalous life yeah right? we don't want to see like like we're okay with mercy but when like the mercy is like extravagant hmm. and, it, and it covers what we consider to be such huge faults yeah it's like kind of like we're not in control anymore if god can forgive yeah you know such like, yeah, no, no kidding. Like, like bringing a drug addict, you know, into community with us mm-hmm. after kind of freeing them from that. Somebody who's, yeah, just really left a, a trail of mm-hmm. carnage behind them. And Jesus right. says, I can heal that. Yeah. You were forgiven. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we see this human part of Jesus. He's angry. Um, he doesn't do miracles occasionally. And it says that he can't, which is kind of startling. Yeah, and, and so if you go to Matthew's gospel, it seems to be smoothed over a little bit. Uh, Matthew says that he would not do many miracles because of their unbelief, but Mark says he couldn't, and ultimately I think he couldn't because he wouldn't, and he wouldn't because of their unbelief, but yeah. still, we, we see there kind of the maybe the frustration and the disappointment that we don't typically equate with Someone who is God in the flesh. Right. Yeah. Um, some kind of ba- barrier boundary that he mm-hmm. maybe has on himself or something like that. Um, this one was um, actually, we both had a professor at seminary. Uh, his name is Jim Veltz. But he pointed this one out to me in class, and it's kind of stuck with me as something that just can't quite get over. I'm going to read part of this to us. This is in Mark chapter 8. Um, Jesus seems to take two tries to do a miracle. So listen to what happens. This is eight, verse 22. They came to Bethsaida, and some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. 
And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had spit on his eyes and made his hands on him uh, and laid his hands on him, he asked him, do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on him again and he opened his eyes and his sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. And he sent him to, sent him to his home saying, do not even enter the village. <laughs> um, and so we, see, you know, he pointed this out as, you know, Jim Valtz is kind of the Mark guy. Right? He's, mm-hmm. That's his, his, uh, his bag. But um, he pointed this out as just another one of these themes where Jesus seems to be very human. Uh, at the same time, very powerful. Yeah. Uh, but there's occasion where we almost see Jesus in weakness. Mm-hmm. Well, and these are some of the, the details that we see in Mark's gospel. And we're going to get into this more as we talk about the denseness of the disciples and even these uh, supporting actors, the other characters. The, there's the modern novel wasn't invented, you know, in in the day of Mark's gospel when it was composed. Uh, writings in the ancient world often did not give details, and 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 Mark's gospel gives us these very like intricate details about about Jesus's life, and sometimes those things that maybe you might want to have left out. Uh, so, for example, that the miracle took two tries. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> or that he could not heal many people, and I think that's a real strong evidence for the authenticity of Mark's witness, because mm. these things aren't being smoothed over. I mean, they're being shared as they happen. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not a sales pitch. It's an account of what was seen. In all yeah, its truth. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and uh, just another point there before we move on to the next is that uh, Jesus in Mark's gospel, we see this in the other gospels, but especially in Mark, he wants his works to be hidden. And, and, and so he's secretive about, you know, th- the miracles he does. And we would think, well, Jesus, parade yourself around, do it on television for everybody, you know, mm-hmm. let people see it, prime time. But he is often secretive. And I think you'll note, though, that he's not secretive in chapter 5 with the man uh, who was demon-possessed. Mm. But that man is not from his home. Yeah, he's, not, he's a Gentile. He's a Gentile. Yep. And so, but among his own Jewish people, his own countrymen, uh, Jesus is secretive. And I think it's because there were a lot of expectations for Jesus as the Messiah that were not what he came to do. They mm-hmm. want him to be a great political leader. They want him to go Liam Neeson on the Romans and kick yeah, him right, out, you right. know, and Jesus isn't there for those things. So. Yeah, David 2.0, yeah. Um, conquering king. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it seems like maybe he um, is secretive because he doesn't want those expectations following him. Like, he doesn't want to be the miracle worker either. Yeah. He wants to be received as the preacher from God mm-hmm. uh, on his terms. And then ultimately he he is the crucified one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's how he wants to be known. Okay, so Jesus is the man of authority. He's extremely powerful, uh, stills the storm, kicks out demons, um, People just touching him get healed. Uh, he's thoroughly human, so we see his emotions, kind of rawness, 
these emotions. And then finally, about Jesus, that he is kind of odd. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he's described as he's an odd character in the Gospel of Mark. Right. And, and so one example would be in chapter 1, in he heals a man with leprosy. And then in verse 43, it says, Jesus sternly charged him. And the Greek word there is has the idea, I believe, of like snorting. Like it's yeah. like, like it's very... He's kind of growling at the guy. Yeah, he yeah. sternly charged him <laughs> and sent him away. It literally in the Greek, it's he cast him out. He just, yeah. get out of here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, sent him away at once. So you can almost imagine like Jesus heals this man of leprosy and then he takes him by the collar. You know, he says, you get out of here, man. Get out of here. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Kicks him out. And he said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, (laughs) but go and show yourself to the priest and offer for yourself cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. You you see that Jesus is just wanting to hide, I think, Mm -hmm. his miraculous power because I think he knows it'll be used or the expectations will be wrong it's kind of like the temptation if you are the son of god then do xyz you know what this this just struck me it kind of reminds me of um in the old testament we see uh jacob wrestling with god Mm -hmm. and it's kind of contentious you know it's like jacob says i'm not gonna let you go until you bless me and actually god touches his hip and dislocates his hip and harms him actually but still blesses him yeah but it's almost like people are trying to wrestle with jesus and trying to grab onto him saying bless me or heal me or Mm. and he actually kind of wants to get away from that Mm -hmm. um so just this interesting kind of uh wrestling match with god going on he doesn't want to be in the limelight yeah yeah he doesn't he doesn't want to be the the miracle worker lucky charm guy but i would say though that the limelight he wants is the cross Mm. Because when you get to the end of the gospel, the it, it, Mark's gospel begins with the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So Mark yeah. tells Surprise. us he's the Son of God. Yeah. Spoiler alert. The whole entire gospel, people are asking, who is this man and by what mm. authority does he do these things? And it's only at the end when he dies that the Roman centurion looks up and says, that man's the Son of God. All right. You know, we'll, We'll talk about that maybe. In Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, That's okay. What, well, what else? I, I'll, I'll bring this one up. So uh, Jesus uh, throws out the leper <laughs> yeah. after he heals him. <laughs> the next strange thing, and I, I just preached on this one, is uh, when he's walking to the disciples on the, on the sea, it says he sought to pass them by. Mm-hmm. He's a little elusive, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually in the Greek there, it could be he sought to outwit them. Hmm. And I didn't bring that up in the sermon. You can't do everything. But that Jesus seems to be trying to elude them Mm -hmm. or beat them in a race. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and and it's not explained. Jesus doesn't stop and explain it. He does call out to them, identify himself, and then enter the boat. But he doesn't say, oh, yeah, guys, I was was trying to pass you up by because I thought it was funny or something like that. He just, he does these things and you're just, and they're astonished. They don't know what to do with this. Yeah. But overall, I mean, this is an invitation for us as Christians to never get bored with the person of Jesus, to never assume that we really know who he is, but to really devote ourselves in the church, both personally and as a community, to just 
continue to study and seek the person of Jesus and, and always be open to being surprised mm. because um, he, I mean, this somewhat elusive nature of you know, passing by <laughs> or doing these strange things, at least from our perspective, I think is an invitation just to seek him and mm. know him more. Yeah, and I think it's a good um, reminder that like we never have Jesus in our pocket. No. You know. Not the preacher, not the church, not a denomination. You can't institutionalize Jesus. Mm. Yeah. So any other things that we want to bring about up about just being odd, Jesus being a strange character in Mark? I think we'll save that for later episodes because I think you you see that oddness with some of these characters mm. and so yeah so we'll go ahead and wrap this one up but um join us next time we're going to talk about how you know the disciples are a little dense they just are a little bit um they don't get it yeah and you can see jesus sometimes losing his patience with them but also <laughs> being very patient with them and that's good news for people like us i think yeah so and we'll talk about talk about all that next time yep see ya